0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire Capital City. This is K. Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, greetings, welcome in 75 degrees in the Capital City on your Monday morning, August 21st, 2023. Glad to have you back with us for another week here on LNK today with Jack and friends and yeah we're gonna go through it together it is going to be one of those weeks that about 9 30 this morning you're gonna say to yourself uh is it Thursday we have got to be about done with this thing right <laughs> that's how it's gonna go I, I just have a feeling about it just the combination of the uh Of of the heat and the you know kind of ready to move on to another sort of season that's going on Uh, uh, beginning for a lot first uh, full week of school for a lot in the uh, education world college starting this week for University of Nebraska students at least and probably a lot of other places in the area who are listening as well class is going to get going here in an uh, hour or so there and. And, yes, and uh, the last full week without Husker football probably plays into it as well for yeah, some of the nice. people who look forward to that. It is just we are going to we are going to huddle together. Actually, we probably shouldn't huddle together. That would probably be too warm, but <laughs> huddle together at a distance uh, and put our heads down, and we're going to get through this week together. And we're going to help you do that here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. And before you know it, before you know it, It'll be a Friday morning. We'll be playing music. The high for the day will be just a beautiful ninety-one degrees. Uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be great. We'll have gotten through it together. But as it stands now, yes, you don't need me to tell you it's been hot and it's gonna be hot going forward. Uh, today's probably your. Your best day in terms of temperature, with the high of with a high of one hundred three until yeah. until Friday. Uh, this is probably enjoy today.
2: No, no, non, not at all, because oh. the humidity is going to be so high today. We're expecting a heat index of so one seventeen today.
1: So the heat in, the temperature is going to be uh, lower today. The heat index is going to be higher. Yes, today wonderful. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, what what happened? I, I remember talking about this last week, Mark, and there were people who were talking about the coming heat wave, and they said, well, the difference is going this one is not going to be as as humid. This is going to be more of a dry heat. I, you're right. I see the dew point today is going to be 75, 76, 77. Yeah. So miserable. you're right. It's going to be horrendously miserable and... I can't remember what number we got to on the heat index a few weeks ago, what like 3 weeks ago that was. 115. 115. I well what it whatever it was, it was the highest heat index in Lincoln since 1980 tied for that and that was in the same range. So, we could be talking this is this is not a situation heat index wise where you're like, "Uh, it happens every summer." Uh, <laughs> you know that. It I mean, if we're talking 117, 180 heat on the heat index, we're talking highest heat index you've ever felt in lincoln nebraska in your life type situation in that range yep pretty toasty wonderful
2: i was actually in some warmer temperatures over the weekend
1: oh where did you go now
2: Uh, we had a little birthday party for the two-year-old granddaughter in dallas go
1: back in texas okay all right so i don't think
2: it got below 90 uh, saturday night
1: was that a dry heat or not um no so 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 okay well, all right. Well, then, if you put it that way, Mark, we can look for, we can look forward to tomorrow when the dew point is not expected to get above sixty nine, uh, where the heat index is not supposed to get above as it looks right now one twelve, and every uh, and and it looks like less humid as the week goes on, at very least, and maybe a little more breezy as the week goes on as well. So maybe Which, every day is just going to get a little bit better than the day prior. We can at least have that.
2: Just all, all I know is this is putting a big strain on my deodorant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I uh so about a, about I don't know 2 3 weeks ago. 2 3 weeks ago I was being the I was being the All-Star dad and uh my my daughter wanted to go to the concert the uh, the for the artist Pink who is going to be in Omaha. And I was like, "You know what? I'm the cool. I'm the cool dad. I will take her. I'll go to a concert. I'd like I'm sure I'll enjoy it too. That sounds like a lot of fun." Things I did not calculate into the equation <laughs> of being a good dad. That the show was on a Monday night. Yes. <laughs> number 1, uh that the show was I mean I knew this, but I didn't realize the show's an hour away in in Omaha. That the show is outdoors, and that, according to my forecast that I'm looking at right now, at the time that the show is supposed to start, the heat index will be one hundred twelve <laughs> <laughs> uh like ser- i wow, I I to- feel bad for pink at this point, well yeah, <laughs> I mean, at I- least I'm just sitting there, possibly in the shade. She's going to be out on that stage with all that equipment, and the sun beating down. Man, I hope she's ready for this. I think I'd
2: be looking to the secondary market to try to move those tickets.
1: Yeah, that's not. I've got a. I, I have know. got a thirteen-year-old who is very, very excited. I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to be straight with her. Get her expectations set about just how hot it is going to be. I mean, we may. There's a chance we literally may be seeing the hottest heat index Lincoln's seen in either of our lifetimes. So, you know, just get that out there at the uh, at the front of this thing. So I will be reporting tomorrow morning on if, if how— you're a, If on you're a, awake. If I'm—I've got to be awake. I don't get that. I would wish I had that choice, but I will not. So I will be reporting tomorrow morning on exactly how that goes, going out there to uh, Omaha. Charles Schwab Field, where, the, where they have the College World Series. I've never been to a concert there, I don't think. See, trying to remember, I don't concerts think concerts at the Chuck. Seen oh, a right. concert, yeah, a concert at the Chuck. I don't. I haven't ever been to one of those concerts at, that they done. A few of them at Haymarket Park, even, but I don't think, I don't think I've ever been to one of those why either. Would, so why
2: they do it there. Why not CHI Center?
1: Um, it's I. I don't. That's actually a good question. Is there is there more capacity? Is there a different kind of capacity at an outdoor place like that at Schwab? I'm not sure what the total capacity is there. I'll have to look that up. But maybe and maybe there's a lot. Let's see, Charles Schwab Field. Uh, I'm trying to see Sorry, I'm typing C- very.
2: CHI Health Center probably has got
1: twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand. So it might be a little bit more. Okay. Um, it's it's in the in the range probably. Sorry, bear with me while I'm typing here. Uh, and then CHI, yeah, seventeen thousand for CHI Health Center. Okay. That's what So, or 18,000, depending on how it's set up. You know, so, there'll,
2: there'll be fans so, and yeah. misters for pink. There'll be, you
1: know. Yeah, well, I know last night the Doobie Brothers were at Pinewood Bowl, and I actually didn't end up going to that. I didn't end up having tickets, but um, they, I know that their, their rule for that was that you can bring in a, uh, either a sealed water bottle or an empty water bottle. That's clear. So everybody knows what beverage that you've got in it, and Uh, And they would have water stands and they would fan misters and they would have those sorts of things. But they had a concert there, I think, Saturday night, too. And I kept wondering, I was like, what is the threshold for these concerts where either and maybe it depends on the artist, but they've because of inclement storms that have happened, they've moved shows frequently, not frequently, but a lot of times from uh, Pinewood Bowl in Lincoln over to Pinnacle Bank Arena I wondered if there was a possibility that they would do that because of heat. They turned out they didn't last night. And actually, I mean, look, look it was hot last night, but we weren't talking a hundred seventeen heat index last night. It wasn't quite as bad yesterday as it probably will end up being today. So hope that was a good show to everybody who went. I wish I could have uh wish I could have been out there. Um All right. Uh I I want to get more into this at seven ten today, guys, but it uh it sounds like this whole new prison thing is going to get a lot of blowback, and I don't know if that matters in the end or not, in terms of what happens. It probably doesn't, um, but because I think the state knew that would come, and maybe that's perhaps part of the reason why they didn't go through a more extensive discussion and process like that. But just kind of taking the temperature this weekend, hearing you know a little bit of what you reported there, doing some other reading as well. There are, and this is not particularly surprising because this probably happens any time that there's a prison, but there are a lot of people, um, a lot of people in Northeast Lincoln, fair amount of elected officials, too, not at the state level, who are saying, hey, I really, really wish we had been involved in the discussion of this thing beforehand.
2: Well, it sounds like there were some city officials involved in the discussion initially because they refused to sell yes land to them. that's
1: no. a good point that's a new that's that's something new apparently that we found out from the city that the state had asked to buy some city land we don't know where and it's not the land that they picked because that wasn't city land but they had they had asked to buy city land and the city said no um on that that's about what we know about that exactly yep. so i wonder where that was i i am i am sort of curious but you're right so the city knew this process was happening a few months ago because of that inquiry that they had gotten. right? But, um, but yeah, you're hearing from, um, you know, you had the, you had the clip from James Michael Bowers there. I've heard from various other, whether it be residents or businesses that have an interest in that area of Northeast Lincoln. And there's a, there's, there's frustration out there. But again, I think, I think this is something that they can do, right? I think I, I would think. So. I think this is something that they can do. They're not. It's not that they can't do it. I think there was just, hey, given something that's going to be this impactful to a city and a part of a city, we wish there was a there was some more discussion that was going on about this.
2: So, I'd, I'd, to be real honest, if they'd made up their mind, I don't know what discussion would have changed.
1: Right, I I I understand what you're right. I understand what you're saying. I understand why people would like to have had it too. Yes. Um. But I that that's why I said at the very outset. You know, I don't know that it will likely even even the conversations that are going to happen now after the fact. It doesn't seem like it's probably going to change much. No. Because I think this. Again, I think the state wants to really wants to use this location. Um I think there's probably a reason. I think they probably didn't want to go through all the back and forth about it and that was by design and they are making sure that they've got the make sure they've got the the jurisdiction essentially to do something like this and that they've got all their eyes dotted and their t's crossed to make this work. The, so
2: the proximity to I-80 will be a benefit. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some infrastructure upgrades. Although the the East beltway would be further east if if that ever comes to fruition but just uh, being able to offer the the entire workforce at the penitentiary which is what about 500 now uh, they're not gonna have to move right uh, that's a that's a huge part uh, it's got to have played a huge part in this
1: equation yeah I um, yeah I, I get and I don't know that's the interesting thing is there a location? Is there a location that... The, and I think they considered a lot of them. It'd be fascinating, Mark, to see all the places that they did consider. I, I saw one report that said they considered up to 70. Yeah, so. there, there were a lot. Yeah. There were a lot. And where they all were, I mean, I assume you had some that were part of... Kind of more part of the Omaha Metro. I assume you had a handful that were part of the Lincoln Metro. Probably some that were somewhere in between as well, too. But is was there a spot that would have created... I think you're going to get obviously just because it's a prison, I think no matter where you're putting it, you're going to have, right. nobody's going to be excited <laughs> right. to see it, right? If they're if it's in an area that they're close to or use. I or, always,
2: I, just in the back of my mind, I've often thought about something up north or west of the airport. Just simply the airport yeah. would be kind of a buffer from, yeah. from, I mean, there's still development in those areas, but I just kind of, I don't know why, I just yeah. kind of thought that might be a possibility.
1: And I, I, I do think there is some thought that that area to the east of there is going to be one of the most, and that northeast area is going to be one of the mo- sort of, if it isn't already, one of the most significant areas of, of development and expansion of the city over the next, you know, what, 20, 25 years as well. Um, well, this could
2: definitely change that.
1: And this could change that, without a doubt without so the, a doubt the, the
2: one concern that i saw in the journal star article was uh somebody that uh, lives uh, in the tecumseh area and they talked about the light pollution at
1: night that it got all the way to syracuse is what it said oh okay, yeah, yeah yeah from tecumseh for, far far enough away that went along with that so that's an interesting that's an interesting one too so we'll see what kind of a what kind of reaction? I mean, it just and it came down late at the end of last week as well. We haven't had a whole lot of time to to get into this, but um, you know what's what's next on this thing? But scheduled to, I, I just don't see any impediments. Mark scheduled to get started with construction next year, right? So right.
2: now next Monday afternoon, I imagine this will come up uh, with a caller uh, next Monday afternoon at two. Uh, the governor was uh, calling uh, radio yes.
0: show. So oh wow.
3: Talk about the timing on that one. That's well, interesting. Actually, here's the thing: had had schedules not gotten crossed up, that was originally scheduled for today. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, and and his schedule changed because I believe he's in Texas today. Yep,
1: yep, uh, visiting the uh, National Guard troops. Okay, okay, yeah, huh. you're right. That will be that will certainly be discussed on Monday, um, and I'm sure you'll have some callers maybe who have some questions about that as well.
2: And we may be able to find out more about the, the the sites, at least in the Lincoln area, that were considered.
1: Yeah, that'd be fine. I assume, Mark, yeah, I, I assume if you're talking the Lincoln area, that northwest sort of area, too, is, I you know, I thought maybe the other side of the interstate, too, more of the north side of the interstate. Right, that's what maybe. I... You know, I was talking. Um, up at, uh, that's kind of where I highway. assumed.
2: I was thinking like northwest of the airport, up along I- Highway Thirty Four. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if you had, if you had said, guess where they would put a new one? If they put one in the Lincoln area, that's where I would have guessed um, instead of this. And you know, that, this northeast area that
2: might not have been a bad thing for the Lincoln Airport. I mean, as much ground as they've got.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, but nonetheless, uh, they found they found one that they liked for whatever reason, and they're. Planning on going forward with it, and I'm sure a lot of comment about that here coming this week. All right, that's what we've uh, got going on this week here. Uh, Still a week away from Nebraska football, getting going at Minnesota, a week from Thursday. Yes, we still have unbelievably almost two full weeks still before this season gets started it's always like wait a
3: minute it it feels like we've been a week away for three weeks it
1: really does it it definitely does uh but got got a taste of nebraska volleyball last weekend no mark got a taste of nebraska volleyball with the red white scrimmage which was a Bizarrely dramatic scrimmage, it felt like, uh, intense. Why did that feel like it was late October? I don't know. Mid, but
3: like, uh, it was a mid-November I was, match.
1: I was watching that thing. I was tied into it. Um, and my daughter and uh, wife who were at it, said the exact same thing. Who actually went to it? So got that, and then they'll start with some matches here this coming weekend. Yes,
3: yeah, so three between Friday, Saturday, Sunday volleyball day in Nebraska next Wednesday. Yep.
1: What does the weather look like? Yeah, that? That? Uh, I, uh, low nineties right now, low nineties. So which will feel? I think everybody would take that at this point, especially if that's actually breeze. the case. You
3: take it if it's dry. I I, I don't care what it is. I just mean, just don't get. What, just,
1: don't, Don't the average of- high for August twenty whatever twenty. It's got to be in the it's got to be in the upper eighties. If probably upper eighties, I would guess. So that's not too far from from normal here at this point. Just
3: no rain and it's a win. Yeah, that, that, that's all I care about. Yeah. for that.
1: All right, it's six twenty-six. That's what's going on this morning. We'll discuss more about that prison location a little bit later in the show. I'll also, have your morning drive, the five things you're talking about today. Tim Marus is going to join us during the eight o'clock hour, as as well as Mike Schaefer. So that's what we've got going on at six twenty-six. You are listening to LNK today with Jacket Friends on KLIN. Stay informed.
0: Stay connected. What America does not want is another repeat of 2020 where we have Joe Biden and Donald Trump running against each other.
4: 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
5: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 637.
1: 76 degrees in the capital city. Uh, it looks like, Caleb, uh, many of the high school football teams in the area have decided to practice this morning oh yeah instead oh, yeah. of the instead of the afternoon I've seen uh pictures under the lights already <laughs> or with uh parkview christian and with lincoln east just on social media so far i'm sure there are others out there that are doing it as so well So i get
3: in so. because my well my mom i guess my Oh, good job, Dad, not being in school right now. it's like There's going to be those weird realizations that my dad is retired and he's not doing the thing, so I can't just say my parents are teachers. Mm -hmm. My mom is still a teacher, and since it was my old high school, I still have them have Loop City Public Schools followed on Facebook. I saw the messages yesterday. Cross-country, and because they're co-opt also between Arcadia and Loop City, cross-country practice are in their own towns. They've just got their own running workout. They're not getting together as a whole team. Football... The bus left from Loop City at five thirty this morning to go to Arcadia to practice before school. Man. <laughs> Man. Like if you're you're a fourteen year old, you're like, I I don't I was kinda unsure about going out for football. And then they got you on that bus at five thirty to go get yep. knocked around by some senior right. twenty
1: minutes away. Right. Um and and one of the things they're doing now, have you heard about these wet globe uh thermometer things that no. they're using now? Yeah, it's it's these these weather meters measure wet bulb globe temperature, which is an index that um that is used in different situations and state athletic associations nationwide have implemented. Um and so these meters that they actually have eliminates the guesswork. On this whole thing. It's a measure of the heat stress in direct sunlight, which takes into account temperature, humidity, wind speed, sun angle, and cloud cover, which is different than heat index, which only considers temperature and humidity and is calculated for shady areas. So they've got, so the the NSAA has some rules about this whole thing. Okay. um, On this thing. And if it's above 89.7, no outdoor activities. So they've they've either got either practices or contests have to be delayed or canceled until they get a lower wet bulb globe index. on This whole thing. So if it's above eighty nine point seven, National Weather Services forecasting readings of over ninety two this afternoon, ninety one on Tuesday. This is this is an Omaha World Herald uh-huh. article. So these are for Omaha. Might be worse in Lincoln um, on these things. And so if that happens, they can't go. According to the rules, they can't go outside. They they can't do outdoor activities. So if there's a softball game scheduled, uh, if there's something like that, which I'm sure there probably are yeah. over the course of the next few days, they're probably going to have some cancellations. I would think due to heat.
3: Well, and in, in the you see it dropping more than with the high at least from Thursday to Friday, dropping more than ten degrees. Right. So that that's potentially saving you some some high school football, but those guys may have been out there in the morning all week. Yes. And, hey, a little bit of extra rest between that Thursday walk-through lighter practice. So,
1: yeah, that's why they're doing it on on this morning at some of these Mm -hmm. places is because they've got the – because of the temperature now, they're okay, but they may not be – this afternoon, they may just not get to practice this afternoon according to those rules. So another another sort of – Casualty, perhaps, of a of a weather week with a lot of heat here in the capital city. All right, let's jump in to our sound off today. Uh, I, you know, I was saying it's uh, might be a little bit of a might be a little bit of a long week, but one of the things I guess, depending on how you look at it, you've got to look forward to, uh, or at least is kind of happening in the midweek, is the GOP presidential debate. Yes. <laughs> That is uh that's happening this weekend uh, or excuse me this Wednesday I should say and we now know for sure it looked like this was going to be the case but now we know for sure one podium up there is going to be empty.
4: Former President Trump made it official Sunday. He will not be on the Republican debate stage in Milwaukee this Wednesday. He posted on his Truth social media site, the public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had. I will therefore not be doing the debates. A spokesman didn't immediately clarify whether he plans to boycott every primary debate. Fellow candidate, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's been accusing the former president of lacking the guts to show up. Jill Nato, Fox News.
1: All right. Um, yeah, I saw some some of his, some of the people out there were still hoping that he changed his mind at the last minute, but I assume that that's not going to happen.
3: Well, yeah, because it'd get more eyeballs on it if yeah. he's there.
1: So those who have definitely qualified are uh, Burgum, Christie, DeSantis, Haley, Pence, Ramaswamy, Tim Scott seven of them. Uh, Trump obviously would qualify but if he's not in there. Uh, you can probably add ASA Hutchinson to the qualified candidate. They've got to actually verify his donor numbers still. so you might have an eighth with him and that might would might happen a little bit later today. Then there are two other candidates who say they've met the numbers but it's not been corroborated by the RNC. so that would be Francis Suarez of Miami in businessman uh, perry johnson and so those two say they're in at there and it sounds like on johnson's qualify, qualification it depends on where some specific polls count or don't count on this thing same with suarez what exact poll are we talking about this here at this point point? and so you are i mean Forty-eight hours and change <laughs> from this debate happening, and Suarez and Perry Johnson, to some degree, Ace Hutchinson still don't know if they're going to be there. But it'd be the difference between what seven and ten people on the debate stage. You're going to probably have. I assume. Yeah. I assume that's the beginning and the end of the um, the people who may be there. So just give you an idea of how many people are going to be up there.
3: But without Trump, it, be it, it's seven and ten. It's going to have a significant lower viewing total than it would have had.
1: Yeah, and I don't. I think-, I think Fox. I mean, Fox definitely wants Trump to be in it. Absolutely, 100%. 100% absolutely, they want Trump to to be in that whole thing. And so, and I mean, because then you would have. I mean, you would have Trump and DeSantis going, you know, s- straight on one on one. You've got Christie going at Trump, and Trump responding to Christie. I mean, that's the. I mean, forget about what's best for our for our country. That's what's <laughs> best for TV ratings. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. One hundred percent. I mean. Who wants to see, you know, Perry Johnson and Asa Hutchinson go back and forth?
3: Well, and 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 honestly, if you're one of the others that are there, you want Trump on that stage too because that gives you the opportunity to skyrocket your profile.
1: That now that's a really interesting question. Like, who does it benefit most and least of the challengers to not have him on stage? Like, it probably hurts, I would think, Christie the most because. Christie's brand is obviously going to be—he's the the one who will take shots, confront him, Mm -hmm. confront him directly when others won't. For you know, for better or worse, but he can't do that anymore, and it doesn't—it's just not as effective Mm -hmm. to sit there and do it when he's not there. Yep. Even though he probably still will be about about the only person doing that, there might be others. But who benefits the most from him not? My guess is who benefits the most is probably like the Haley's and the Tim Scotts of the world,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: who. Who maybe have been, would have been more buried probably yeah who probably weren't going to get too involved in any in any fracases that would have happened uh at at the front you know it, you, you think about a NASCAR race you got crazy stuff happening up at the front you just kind of sit back and wait until until they all uh, wipe each other out and you pull ahead that's i kind of think where S- Scott and Haley in particular are behind that front group and i don't mean front in the polls but just Front in terms of the noise at the debate with DeSantis and Trump and Chris Christie, probably, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, Will Hurd is the other can. I don't know if he's close or not. I, I, Perry Johnson's making it, and I got to figure Will Hurd probably would too, but I don't really know. All right. So that is your, your update there. Let's get, uh, let's get an update. Man, can, can you believe where where this tropical storm is hitting in the country? You don't see this too often, do you? Um I mean where you're talking about some of the flooding warnings extending to Phoenix. <laughs> like all the when they yeah. show the big thing, it's a little further away. Did you from see the, video the of Dodger Stadium? This. Yeah, it was uh, it was that actual standing water at Dodger Stadium? I couldn't tell if it was yeah, that or if all, it was an optical yes. illusion. Uh, with that whole thing but if it was a lie then it got me okay well it was there was something on twitter about whether or not that was just wet asphalt or not uh but anyway regardless of that they obviously are dealing with flooding in a whole lot of areas right now because of tropical storm hillary
2: mother nature deals southern california one two punch this weekend an unprecedented storm then a 5.1 earthquake tropical storm hillary once a category four hurricane is the first of its kind to hit the region in decades winds are only at 45 miles per hour but forecasters say the real threat is the torrential rain hillary will drop over southern california nevada and arizona more rain than people there have seen in a year devastating floods are already widespread mudslides are likely to follow especially in the desert areas
3: all right so yeah and i i looked it up that is standing water
1: is it all right it's uh yeah it's 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 some of these areas and mudslides are going to be a big concern too up in these Higher up areas as well, and so uh, yeah. Just to, and then they added an earthquake on top of it. Oh my god! Did you god. see that? Yes. It's already raining. We yes, got a, we got an earthquake as well. Holy cow! Uh, then there's this meeting coming up this week. Um, I don't know. There's no. There, there's a name for this group, but it's sort of like the countries that at least kind of don't like America meeting. Oh, basically um uh, the boys haters club or you know i don't know what what you call this exactly but this is this is interesting take a listen an organization involving brazil russia india china and south africa will try to challenge the west dominance as a geopolitical force when the heads meet in south africa Russian President Vladimir Putin is not expected to attend, but Chinese President Xi Jinping is, as well as Brazil's president
7: and India's prime minister, both of which have visited the United States in the last
1: year. Some expect expansion to be on the table, as South Africa has claimed about 40 nations such as Argentina, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia have expressed interest in joining. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. What's
3: the South Africa
1: role in this? That's a good question. I don't know. About, like, where, where's that animosity? That's a good question. What the geopolitical situation is there, That because that was the one that surprised me out of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much, obviously Russia and China or even Brazil and, and India, but was yeah, South Africa was like, really? Huh? And you're hosting it too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Not, not only are they in it, like they're going to play host huh? for it.
1: Okay. <sighs> Speaking of Russia. Oh, this is definitely, I'm going to make them, I'm going to make them mad before they go to their meeting here. They tried to see, they tried to land on the moon over the weekend with a, uh-huh. with a unmanned spacecraft. Let's see how it went. The Russian spacecraft
2: Luna 25 crashed into the moon. The unmanned robot was supposed to land on the south pole of the moon. Instead, it spun into uncontrolled orbit. This was Russia's first launch since 1976 when it was part of the Soviet Union. The lunar south pole is of particular interest as scientists believe the polar craters may contain water and the frozen water in the rocks could be transformed by future explorers into air and rocket
6: fuel and Carrick Fox News
1: crashed good try a-, a for effort good try yeah guys you're going to get it going again hey, we we may- believe in you
3: maybe south africa can help them out <laughs> just getting together just
1: buddies helping buddies <laughs> with their space programs <laughs> you know it's it's a step you know everybody everybody crashes Some unmanned lunar modules into the moon before they get a, you know, a clean landing. It's happened to the best of us. So Uh, the state of Pennsylvania is taking a look at some legislation that would mandate large employers to give employees the option to work four day weeks. It's sweeping the nation, Caleb. Four-day school weeks, four-day work weeks, four-day everythings. Could this happen in Pennsylvania? Eh, I don't think so, but the trend is interesting.
4: A four-day work week has been a dream for many for decades. And once considered a fringe idea, the concept is gaining interest. Pennsylvania State Representative Ronnie Green says she plans to introduce a bill requiring businesses with more than 500 employees to reduce work hours from 40 to 32 hours a week without reducing employee pay. <laughs> Studies and government trials show the idea has merit, the nonprofit Four-Day Week Global tested the shorter schedule with 41 companies in the U.S. and Canada and found employees reported less stress and burnout. Carmen Roberts, Fox okay. News.
1: I'm not saying the four-day work week does or doesn't work or is is or is not a good idea, but that had to be presented to these large companies in a better way than was described there. Did you hear how she described it? You've got to give people an option of working thirty two hours a week instead of forty, and you also have to pay them the same. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard if I'm a corporation, obviously. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely not. Here come my here come my lobbyists. Right. I mean, there's well, gotta it, be a better sell than that was than that was explained well, in the, there.
3: And the pay them the same, does that mean if if you're hourly? And you just lost like and you have the option of going down eight hours Does Probably that mean your, your hourly rate goes down. I'm gonna up? guess
1: it only applies to salaried workers, but I'm not sure. Okay. Because there are restrictions on what type of businesses. That's my guess. I don't right, right, right. I don't know for sure, but, but still it, it just struck me how how poorly sold, at least in that in that clip it was to those that you would have to <laughs> convince and who probably have a lot of power on this issue. As well. All
3: right. But, so, wait, how are how are we going to start doing this?
1: Who, who's doing what? Nice. Are we taking what, what Fridays or Mondays off? Are we just uh, what are we Tuesdays. going? Weekend? Let's take yeah, Tuesday. That though. is an interesting question. You get let's for those of you who work a <laughs> for those of you who do work a traditional five day week and you're getting a four day week and they come to you and they say, Hey, we don't care what day you take off, but it's got to be consistent. It's got to be every week that this is going to be your day off. You're making it a 3-day weekend, aren't you? Or or do you give yourself or do you give yourself the buffer Wednesday so it's two super mini two two-day weeks? I might do Tuesday. Tuesday. So you got I, one day and then I, I might do
3: Tuesday because then if you look at taking vacation time, I only have to take That's one, true. one day. One day and you got a f-
1: and then you've got a 4-day weekend. Yeah and it,
3: and it's not bad to come come back work that work that monday get myself all gathered back up for and, for tuesday and then it's, for tuesday then like, a
1: wednesday thursday friday i be if we were in that situation now it'd be like hey it, it TGIM, right? <laughs> it's Wait, t- waited all week for Monday I, night, I'm baby. I'm opening up the show, and I'm like, welcome to the weekend, baby.
3: And that all, oh, talk about the number of just dumb championship games that get held on Mondays. Tha- that's
1: true. <laughs> give, give me that Tuesday Every to college, f- college sports national championship that it seems to be on a Monday night, so you've got that, too. That's a good point, especially football and basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Monday night football, yeah, that would be nice. Okay, your Tuesday, your Tuesday plan is a little more palatable to me right now. I still don't know what I'm going to go with here when, uh, when our overlords start to make all the companies give everyone a four-day work week. Uh, all right, last but not least, uh, the uh, box office. Somebody finally got Barbie, Caleb. Oh, come well, you on. You knew it was going to happen at some point. You just didn't know who or when. DC's the Blue Beetle finally knocked Barbie from the top spot this weekend.
0: That love you feel for your family makes you weak. You're wrong. My family, that's what makes me strong.
1: The movie made $25.4 million in its opening weekend. Barbie, now in its
6: fifth week, almost held on to the top spot, making $21.5 million.
4: What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe.
6: Barbie is now Warner Brothers'
1: biggest ever movie in the U.S. It's made $567.3 million
6: domestically, And 1.28 billion around the world. Ted Linder, Fox News.
1: All right, there you go. That kid from uh, kid from Cobra Kai is in that uh, Blue Beetle one.
3: It looks garbage. Oh wow!
1: Strong. It it doesn't look good
3: because I went and I saw Barbie by myself. I had to text my wife through the through the trailers because what do you do when you're there with someone hey that looks good yeah or ah, i don't know about that or ooh, hey hey i've seen this like watch this you're gonna know this person i had to text her through all of it as soon as blue beetle cl- came up i went it's garbage she texted back thought the same thing
1: <laughs> all right it's <laughs> we'll take a break telling k today with jack and friends on klin when you're thinking huskers
0: and the Huskers have it inside the red zone. Think 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right,
1: 76 degrees in the capital city. On our way to a very hot, humid one. Potentially record-breaking heat indices today in the capital city, so be aware of that. Uh, Coming up during the 7 o'clock hour, a little bit more reaction to the state's announcement that they'll be building a new prison in northeast Lincoln. was hot and heavy over the weekend. We'll get into those discussions and what they mean. Also count down the five things you are going to be talking about today. With a morning drive, a little bit later on the show, Tim Haruza joins us to talk Nebraska news and politics, and Mike Schaefer gets us ready for the final full week of Nebraska football practice leading up to that Minnesota game. at 7 o'clock on and Lincoln.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
5: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
4: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
6: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back, 710 on a Monday morning,
1: August 21st, 2023. You know, if I were a more overprotective helicopter parent, what I'd be doing right now? Hey, son, first day of school. <laughs> you up yet? I know you got a class. I, I warned you about <laughs> signing up for classes at 8 or 8.30. I, I appreciated the mentality that you wanted to take with that. But day one day one here we go this is the new reality so some of my favorite classes were those that
3: the way they were timed hit where it was like i have to bring i have to bring food to class like because there were some that i i remember having a speech class and it was 8 a.m and i would have morning workouts and there were times when i told her i was like hey like i want to stop and at least grab grab a muffin grab something to come to class and she said okay well she got to where she would never schedule me first out the gate for whenever we had to do had to present something so i would always just roll in one seat in the back of the class eat breakfast after a two hour workout and just be like okay what what am i talking about today (laughs) what am i doing uh or or an evening class sometimes get those out of a uh, practice uh, go through the the campus pizza hut grab two of those little
1: personal pan pizzas (laughs) just smell up the room hammer that
3: while we sit in there in the evening class
1: i guess today first day shouldn't be first day should be a relatively easy day syllabus i'm those days when you get to uh when you get to january and february on campus and it's uh, it's still completely dark, and it's about ten below instead of a hundred ten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the bed sounds very, very good. So today shouldn't be the hard day, right? Today should be the easy day. I shouldn't be worrying at all about right.
3: Today. Yeah, and especially, I guess, right now is where you definitely want. If you had to pick anything, any time of day for a class this week, eight a.m. is probably the one. Yeah, like compared to. Well, I have this one thirty class. Oh, you're walking to it?
1: Yeah. That doesn't that's sound true. great. Today, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's eight or eight thirty, but regardless. So Wake but up. I'm not but like I said, I am not a helicopter parent, especially after my You want us to all message him? My <laughs> after my I guess in Nebraska not an adult till he's nineteen, which he almost is, but eh. still not not technically an, an adult, so best of luck to all of the new Uh, we already had, we had schools getting in session. I think they're pretty much mostly in session in the listening area right now for K through 12. Uh, but I know there are a lot of colleges getting in session, including the university of Nebraska Lincoln today. So best of luck to all those university students and professors and staff. And we are back humming on the UNL campus Uh now at this point. I got
3: some small town people mad at me over the weekend.
1: How's that? Did you see that? Do you make a, you made a. You made a reference about the I don't know I can't remember what it was. So just, I'll let you say it.
3: Just because UNL classes were starting and you had a lot of people helping finish move everybody in, so they're making they're making target runs and and grocery runs. I just made fun of them the inability to to navigate a town larger than one stoplight. Yeah, and uh, that's you, what I said, and, and mostly uh, this this stemmed from pulling into a Target parking lot. And some lady with a vehicle bigger than anything I will ever drive, twenty-two county plates, by the way. Yeah, hammered the gas to back out of a spot. I'm like, did you even look? So like, I hit my brakes and I backed up and I just waved. I was like, you back up. Like I've got the time. You're clearly in a hurry. But there were a lot of people that that also got the joke and understood. I'm from a small town and I know it's a transition. Yeah, to, to, wow, to go somewhere. Look at
1: you small town on small town crime. I, I
3: got called Sad. city I got called hey. city boy and elite. So I was like,
1: I'm not Jack Mitchell here, guys. All right. Hey, try try driving like that in a medium sized town. <laughs> you
3: probably get away with that in a medium sized <laughs> town. Uh
1: Well, the other the other thing about the whole thing, and I'm sure the volleyball fans noticed this on Saturday night, is they're doing like major construction oh. up. Salt by Creek. by uh, yeah, Salt Creek and the Big X and all of those. What and is, you have nine days to get it figured out, guys. And well, for moving, it was a it was a mess. It was a complete mess for moving. But but yeah, but, for, for moving, I, I bet we had to go to Devaney, and then we had to come back on campus, and it was yeah.
3: It I'm was. just thinking about the fact that you're going to host multiple teams this weekend. And then Volleyball Day in Nebraska at Memorial Stadium. Yeah. So you, you will have people navigating that area as well, even though it's not at Devaney. I hope that thing is done by then. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah,
1: because I uh, I don't know what it was like for people who went there. I guess I could have talked to my own wife and daughter about that, but I didn't. But it's it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Interesting timing <laughs> with that whole thing. The, real quick, the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm going to talk about the jail thing, too. But the other weird thing about being a parent in the era that I am being a parent is I think most of us, maybe some of you, you don't do this, but I think most of us, when our kids, for me, my kids get, got a phone when they're 13. Um, and once they had that phone, one of the things was we had the location turned on. So, you know, number one, if they ever lost it, we would know where it is, but Uh B we could kind of, you know, we could keep track of where they are, which was part of the deal with, with, uh, with them getting a phone. Now, which which makes some sense when you've got a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old um who's who's got that phone. it's it's a nice feature for the parents that my parents didn't have mm-hmm. but then when you've got a kid who's eighteen or nineteen and it's still and we still haven't switched out, you know, who's is the phone on on that plan sort of that thing where kids still using the parents health insurance because yeah. they can and you took the phone with them and still that transition time for being adult like i'm like okay i don't want to be tracked I, I don't want to be tracking his location mm-hmm. now right mm-hmm. it's it's weird it's just an odd situation and you
3: couldn't even really i don't even track like, tra- track uh location when i was in college really couldn't you but, I yeah i mean if you did my parents certainly didn't know about it <laughs> man
1: the only thing my parents knew was a we got a phone call once a week and some emails thrown out thrown out through the week kind of on where i was and and what I was doing so yeah for his to to some degree for his sake and then just for my own sake at some point i'm just i, I may just turn that off mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. or hide it at least uh real quick, I wanna ask this question uh about the about the new prison and that is slated to go in northeast lincoln starting construction in 2024 this is uh near 112th and adams and as you heard in mark's newscast uh james michael bowers had a quote there where he was saying hey we didn't have any heads up about this i would like to invite state officials to one of my town halls so the people in the area can talk more about this there's been a few pieces about Uh, residents and businesses in the area that have some frustration about how this whole thing happened um, and that it is happening and the lack of communication or pre-discussion that went along with it which which raises an interesting question i think on its own does is there an obligation should there be an obligation for the state to have those conversations with the people that it's going to impact even if they're still going to do it no matter right even if the bottom line is they're still going to that they've made their decision on this they can do it legally and they are going to go forward with it is it would it be helpful and and maybe it is maybe there's some sort of concessions or adjustments or discussions that that can happen i just there's just part of me that wonders hey i think they did this very quietly for a reason i think they know The search for a jail no matter where they put it a prison no matter where they're going to put it you're going to have people who are nearby Mm -hmm. in whatever fashion who aren't going to like it yeah no matter no matter where you are and that doesn't mean listen this isn't poo-pooing the plight of people who are going to be impacted by this one whatsoever i just i think that was sort of by design with why how the state did this is that they knew if they opened up to a Wide-ranging discussion about whether they should use any singular plot. Uh-huh. They were going to get buried by people who didn't want them to use that plot. Now,
3: and they didn't make the announcement on a Monday.
1: That's the other thing. Yeah, it was Thursday, right? It was Thursday that they did this. So yeah. we had we had to talk about it on Friday. But yeah, you're you're right on that as well. So it was interesting. Um, a, a story in the Journal Star by Margaret Rice, face it away, and Margaret Riceville um, was mentioning that. City officials have now said that they were approached by the state that uh, to to for the purpose of asking if some city land, unspecified city land, might be available that they could buy for this project. Um, city officials, according to the story, said they didn't want to lose that land for future uh, for future growth, and and more generally, just didn't want the prison in Lincoln. And so they said, "No, we're not. We're not going to give you. We want this property. We're not giving up this property. This is one way that we can kind of control this whole thing." Um, and they then, according, this is according to uh, Margaret Rice's article and T.J. McDowell, who's on the mayor's staff, said we wanted to be uh, involved in future decisions as well. And then they said, but the next thing they heard was on Thursday when the mm-hmm. announcement was happening that it was coming into northeast England, which makes me wonder I, I don't know where the city plot was for some reason I have a I'm not familiar enough with what the city owns and doesn't own so maybe there's somebody who does better than I do uh, you feel like you could probably identify some of the areas that would be candidates for this thing I always assumed if they were looking at Lincoln the areas they were going to focus on would be kind of north of the interstate uh, I just had a Okay. I had a guess that that was, and I was wrong, obviously, on this thing. But I wonder if that's where that this city land that they were talking about was. And I also wonder if now that the state has gone ahead and picked out this area in northeast Lincoln, 112th at Adams, if the city would like to go back and say, hey, you know what, whatever that first plot of land was, <laughs> that actually, maybe that was a bet. if we're going in Lincoln no matter what, then maybe we should have done that plan i don't know if they'll they'll feel that way at all i mean i just it it's hard to know without knowing exactly where that plot of land was how it interacts with development
3: wait 112th and that, that's that's not that far from like lancaster event center no no it's i mean 84th and adams is, well and, and I mean, we've all I it, mean, this is the hard part still for me and yes in a couple months i will have been here for four years I don't. I can't. I don't. My mind doesn't visualize exactly where places are yeah. when I hear them until I look at a map. Well,
1: you probably haven't driven unless. And
3: you that's got, also a spot I don't drive a lot too. So right. you're you're right.
1: You you haven't been on one hundred. Well, you, you know, you've been on Adam, but you probably haven't been on one hundred twelfth Street. No,
3: we we close it off at eighty fourth to go over to the uh, Mahoney Dog Run.
1: Right. So that's that 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 kind of gives you an idea of of where it is there yeah you go down you go down to 84th street and then you you're very familiar with the area that we're talking about you know pretty close to the walmart yeah um that 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 84th and adams like there's a that scooters drive through is there on 84th and adams so if you took a right there um if you took it east there you would you would drive up to 112th street uh the houses at like for now the residential areas sort of seemed to end on Adams by about whatever street that is. I don't actually know what street it is. It looks like uh, around 100th Street. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of where the the current residential plot, and then you get mainly into farmland after that, and the Prairie Pines Nature Reserve is also out there on 112th and Adams. Okay. But it does make me wonder what the city said no to. Like, if you had a do-over now at this point, if the city did, if this is thing is going into Lincoln and the city said no on some city land, if we if we were revealed what that was, would we say, yeah, that actually makes more sense than doing it where we're doing it here? And I, listen, I, I, obviously the, the biggest impact is going to be for people who again, live in some of these areas who own land in some of these areas or who have businesses in these areas as well. Um, But I'm curious, and I don't know what the answer to this is, but I'm curious what the impact would be on the potential for an East Beltway when you're talking about the impact for the whole city on this whole thing. Um, Listen, here's what I would say for, for the city. Okay, the state. Okay, the state. You got your prison there. Anytime we need help from you. On making this East Beltway thing happen, uh, we better be getting that in this area, right? You're you've got your you're going to have your prison here, and Lincoln's going to have the is going to impact that. And, and look, there'll be there'll also be jobs that come along with it. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But I think any help that's needed on the East Beltway that can be given now, hopefully, is from the state's perspective is is there as much as possible.
3: And I probably missed it, but what what's the expected growth for the city with that going up there? Is it is it further grow around the prison or is it the city decides it wants to just develop elsewhere?
1: I, I don't I don't know. I know in Margaret's article she talked about how in the comprehensive plan that the the site is in an area that was planned for urban residential development. So that means that there isn't any the 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 infrastructure isn't out there yet. Okay. No water, no sewer in the area. But the thought was it would be down the line, and so fifteen twenty years down the line, that's going to be that would have been the area that Lincoln would have expanded residentially. Okay, going forward.
3: When eventually we get the the northeasternmost school, will probably get built. That's probably yeah.
1: It's probably true. That would be the next. The next time Lincoln adds a school, you're right. Well, maybe maybe they'll just call it Waverly West. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, could be. All right, seven twenty-five. We'll take a break. Got to check sports.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
5: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49, perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
4: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
6: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
0: Talking about today, this is the Morning Drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3. K-L-I-N.
1: All right, let's count them down and let's get things started today with number five.
2: That was uh, was been discussed already this morning a couple of different times, a little more insight into the uh, process leading up to the state's decision to locate the new prison at 112th and Adams. Apparently, the state previously talked and asked about the city about another plot of land city said they weren't interested in selling.
1: Yeah, I, I just discussed this before, Mark. I'm interested, too. I don't know if you heard what I was saying earlier, but you do wonder if the city could go back now, whatever that plot of land was, and reassess that decision, knowing where the state is looking at or, you know, knowing that the state is going forward with the plans where they are, if they would reconsider that decision well, at they, that
2: point. I'm sure they, they
1: could. Or if they would if they would want to. I just it depends on what that other plot of land is. But I think part of the reason I would guess part of the reason why they didn't sell, at least part of it, and I think Margaret reset said as much in her article, is that they were still hoping to keep the prison out of Lincoln. Well, I, think, yeah, I, I think that was still a general hope. So it's the question becomes a little different if you say, Okay, guys, prison's going here in Lincoln, or right on the outside of Lincoln. We got that established. So now, do you want to discuss where it should go? And I wonder right. if that produces a different discussion and a different tact from the city. Or, or have the bridges just been burned? So to well, speak. Well, that's the other thing is you've got the other thing. We're trying to do something here that's that's best for a number of of real people and real parties and Lincolnites and Nebraskans and all those things. And you do wonder sometimes just because politics is so ridiculous sometimes these days about how much that interferes with that process actually being done well I don't know that it did here but it doesn't take much imagination to think of how it could have right Right. given all of right. the given all of the parties and, involved and it and it sounds like once
2: the, the city said no we're not interested they didn't discuss it with anybody else they just made, yeah. went ahead and made it the sounds visit. like the,
1: yeah the city said they wanted to be involved they didn't hear anything else and the next thing they heard was Thursday Right.
2: and the county commission said they weren't involved um they hadn't heard anything either, so.
1: And that's the question I've got: is what, would, how would the process would have looked, and what would the end result have been? Could it have been different had there been sort of a, a public vetting of this whole thing first, or even a private vetting of of this whole thing first, with where it was, with the other interested bodies, city council, county board. Um, right neighborhood those sorts of things what does that whole process look like if they do it because Messy. if the state if the state has decided on that spot and they do all that stuff and then they still go forward with it you know I, listen i'm not defending i'm not defending them kind of popping this on everyone but i'm not sure exactly how much that would have changed things if they actually did go through and like i like you know held town halls on it before or something Something like that. That said, I completely understand. Completely understand if I'm living in that, if I live mark at uh, whatever it would be, 96th and Adams, 98th and Adams in one of those fairly new play. I'm, I'm ticked off right now. I'm ticked off. I'm mad that I didn't have a say about this whole thing or that people who are representing me didn't have a say about this whole thing as well. It is one of the difficulties of building a prison like this. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's literally nobody. There's nobody who dreams of having... When you're looking at the land that is near where you live or where your business is, there's, you are never envisioning a prison being the thing that's developed into. Yeah. Or hoping that that's what it's going to be.
2: Uh, Paul Hamill, uh, Nebraska examiner, got a, a fairly lengthy uh, story on it, as well as, of course, the Journal Star... But he, he notes uh, one of the primary reasons is to have it close to a uh, viable workforce. He says even Tecumseh, about 80 workers are bust each day oh. to Tecumseh just yeah. to fill those positions.
1: That was a mistake. I mean, Tecumseh yeah. was a – they were they were going to go the complete opposite direction of putting it in Tecumseh. I mean, I could have – that was clear on this whole thing. Right. Just because of the workforce issues that come along with it and – it sounds like they said, hey, we already have 500 employees at the existing penitentiary. In their interests, and in the interests, they said, of the inmates as well, better not to change their situation all that much. uh, Hamels, uh
2: had a quote from, or as he interviewed, uh, director of uh, corrections, Jeffries, said that they uh, did, ex- uh, some communities expressed no interest in hosting a prison <laughs> And sure. seventy sites had initially been considered. So,
1: yeah, how many towns did they approach? where they are like, "No thanks"? Isn't there which Lincoln would have too? I mean, Lincoln there, would have done that too. I'm sure. Is, is there a little
3: bit of irony over the last year that you have Lincoln say, "Nope, we're we're not up for that," and the state coming and say, "Yeah, well, we're kind of uh, bigger. You're you're within us, and we're just going to do this here." Earlier in the year, you had Lincoln deciding. I know you some of you residents might not want annexed. Uh but we're going to go ahead and do that. That's interesting. Just just a, a little bit of irony that happens not not too far
1: apart. Uh all right. Well, we'll see. We will see it was you know, you're reporting though that you had there James Michael Bowers was saying, "Hey, he want, he's going to invite the state to his town halls and to th- that process. We'll see how that goes. And I just don't know what can be Im- impacted anymore about it. No, if the decision- I mean, maybe it comes down to just m- mitigating whatever impacts that it's got while you're doing construction and right. while it happens. And, and like you were talking about things like light pollution that were discussed, or the ways that you can mitigate the and, impact.
2: And is there a buffer area around it? I mean, you got to you got to look at all the, the things mm-hmm. that go into that type of structure. You know, how much of the three hundred five acres will actually be used.
1: Can we give Northeast Lincoln a friggin' movie theater now? I mean... Well, they've got could... one in the half Stop. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> no, I mean, the joint was a different situation. Yes, yes, I'm Th- Northeast Lincoln, people in Northeast Lincoln have tried to get a movie theater for a long time, and they haven't been able to for a variety of reasons. If we're going to give them stuff they don't want, can we give them some stuff they want, too? I mean, I think it'd be a nice gesture, at very least. Moving on, what else do we have going on today?
2: Number four. Two groups notified the uh, state Supreme Court that they will appeal a court ruling that upheld the state's new restrictions on abortions and gender-affirming procedures for minors. The actual appeal hasn't been filed, but Planned Parenthood of North Central States said that every person deserves the freedom to control their body, health, and future, and that it shouldn't be determined
1: by your well, That may or may not be true, but that's not the question being asked in the case. <laughs> I always think it's interesting. I always think it's interesting when people involved in a lawsuit dis- decide to make policy arguments instead of legal arguments on the PR side of things, <laughs> because the question in front of the Supreme Court, if it goes to the Supreme Court, is simply going to be how do you interpret the single subject rule for legislative bills? That's it. It's going to have nothing to do with whether or not every person deserves a freedom or not
2: but it gives them a chance to get their message
1: out. Right, and this but, happens. I'm, that's just me generally whining uh, about that situation. Um, I assume it's an uphill battle to try and get this thing overturned. I thought there might be I thought there might be more uh, litigiousness, Mark, on other issues besides the single issue. Well, I think, uh, I
2: think the, way, the, the, the history with the uh, medical marijuana a couple of years ago with the state Supreme Court Cited against or cited right against or with the single subject. Yes, I think they may have thought that they
1: thought they had a foothold because of that, and it just turns out it's going to be interpreted. Well, it's a very different deal for ballot initiatives than it would be for something the legislature actually passes, because in part because the legislature is interpreting their own rules is part of the reason I think the court is going to going to at least err on that side of the discussion, but. It, it, this isn't a. This isn't a delving down into the. It's, the court isn't making a decision on the policy, on the validity of the policy, or lack of validity of the policy. There, they are or should be at least strictly construing exactly what the Nebraska State Constitution says about single subject rule. And if the, And by the way, the trial court judge she made a sweepingly broad rule. Yes. On on this thing. She basically said, no matter how broad it is, as long as it touches it. And Caleb said, the first thing that Caleb said after it, and I still think it's an interesting question, is, okay, why isn't every, the subject of every law then, things affecting people in Nebraska? Nebraskans. There's my topic. Laws with words. Laws involving the letter A. You know, that, that, that kind of, like... It feels. You know, she said, "No matter the, how broad, I mean, we could take that to some ridiculous lengths." Here's
3: the thing on that last one. I guarantee you, they would be like, "Ha! ha laws involving the letter A," and they would write it and literally not include a single A. And they're like, "Come on!" Uh, <laughs> now we need a new ruling.
1: All right,
3: moving on.
2: <laughs> Number three. Well, we've got an excessive heat, uh, extreme heat warning through 10 p.m. Wednesday night, although it's still going to be above 100 on Thursday. The humidity is expected to back off, so it'll be a lot more tolerable. But we could have a forecast today for here is a heat index maybe of 117. It could be 120. Uh, and as you may have uh, noticed, we've got some different people uh, giving us weather starting uh, this past weekend. Hey. And now we have a, a new relationship with our meteorologist, here Brad Anderson, this morning. You
3: yeah, our our, our friends over this. at Ten Eleven, uh, we we got a, we kind of met with them a little bit last week, and they rolled it out starting five o'clock on Friday. You heard them all weekend, and obviously here in the mornings, you'll start to hear them as well. So we're really excited about that partnership. What what they can do to help keep you, our listeners, up to date on. Or just up to uh, up to the minute on kind of what's going on weather wise, and obviously if there's severe weather, there are some things that we've talked about that we're able to do with that. But just every way that here at Broadcast House and here on KLIN and that partnership with 1011, excited to see where it goes.
1: Very cool, very cool. Yeah, it was it was fun here in Brad this morning. I Look forward to hear more from uh, the folks at 1011. I prefer they weren't saying things like 120 degree heat index. <laughs> Honestly, well, it's a heck of a week to start, but well,
2: now, now don't ask him to talk about the dome right away. <laughs> <gonna>
1: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, for the, the, the on the temperature end of it, uh, if it gets to one hundred five, one hundred six, we're still a long ways away from the highest ever, hottest ever days in Lincoln. To get in the top uh, about fifteen, you've got to be in the one hundred teens to right. even get there. Now, almost all of these were in the thirties. By the way. Oh. The 30s and 40s. Yeah. So one the highest ever, 115, July twenty-fifth, nineteen thirty-six. That was when all the people were that was when all the people were sleeping on the lawn of the Capitol, that picture. So enjoy it. But we got till Friday, it looks like, till this this stuff breaks. But yeah. today, today actually could be, even though the temperature isn't gonna be as high today as it is some of the other days could argue today is going to be the worst of the days because the humidity is going to be higher and there's going to be less of a breeze today than we're going to see later in the week although we didn't
2: uh, we still can't come in the back door uh of the station due to a a problem with the lock if you haven't looked at the window there it's completely
1: yeah moisturized sweating yeah Yeah, i was i know we had the same thing in our house when we woke up yesterday sunday morning and it was just like it was, you couldn't even see out the out the thing and i was saying and my wife I was like i thought they said this was going to be a this episode was going to be a dry heat. Uh, that doesn't look like a dry heat whatsoever. I,
2: I, I noticed that this morning I had air ac on driving into work cuz it was pretty sticky this morning. Got out of the truck and the glass had just fogged over immediately. Yeah,
1: i was trying to i had that that stuff on my windshield where i couldn't tell if it was on the inside or the outside yeah. fogging things up and i put my defrost on and my windshield wipers on and I still couldn't figure it out for some reason, but yeah, it's uh, a sticky one out there today. Hopefully less so over the next few days.
2: Number two. Nebraska football 10 days away from season opener in Minnesota. A news-filled presser Saturday after the team's latest scrimmage. What stood out to you guys?
3: Oh, well, you're still waiting a little bit on on some health updates like Marcus Washington hasn't. Hasn't really been uh, doing a whole lot. Expected to be back for North, for Minnesota, so that's good there. Teddy Haska, that's a big one that you got to get back. Here's some the something that I found most interesting. We are going to get a depth chart. Expect that at the end of this week because they go into game week mode on Friday after a mock game on Thursday, and that's also when they will hand out black shirts to whoever they determine are the starters on okay. defense. So things that sometimes those questions come up, when are you going to get a, a depth chart? We already have an idea at running back, Gabe Irvin, RB1 up there, and then uh, Anthony Grant can work himself into some more carries. He almost had 1,000 yards a year ago, but apparently he's been fumbling the ball a little bit in practice, and, and Ramirez Johnson good third down back that Rule says has got some NFL potential with what he's able to do out of the backfield.
1: Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they really stick to kind of going the bell cow thing with Irvin because that hasn't happened when you've had the guys the history and I know it's not been Matt Rule's history necessarily but Nebraska's bounced around at running backs Uh seemingly forever and is this somebody where they're going to say hey this is our guy this is who we're going to stick with not necessarily ride the hot hand but because I, I can't imagine, you know, if Irvin would ever get a place where he would fumble, or he just is ineffective. It's going to be hard not to say, you know what, I know you were fumbling during spring ball, Anthony, but why don't you go out there and give it a shot? Yeah, let's or see. In, in fall ball, I should
3: say. I mean, we watched him destroy guys. Yeah. As long as he was getting going north-south, not so much east-west, sideline-to-sideline. Side but when when you think back, okay, Belkows, whose guy was a little bit Dedrick Mills yeah, a little in bit. 2020? A little bit. Especially when you yeah. got to that Rutgers game in December?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it'd be nice if they had that. I mean, it'd be great if Irvin can get up there and and get a thousand yards rushing and get a lot and be putting up a lot of carries in in a game.
3: That would be great. Belkow so. with with uh, with Gabe Irvin, a little bit of a breather, a change of pace with with uh, with Grant, and then Ramir
1: Johnson. When it, Is that, you a, you
3: want someone who's going to get a little bit of passing game, kind of just do a little bit more juking and dancing yeah, back there.
1: Third down back. Yep. All right, moving on
3: number one.
2: Nebraska City going to celebrate the transfer of the bronze statue of Jay Sterling Morton, founder of Arbor Day today. Uh, that takes place at noon at the Morton James Public Library. The statue has been displayed for 80 years in the U.S. Capitol's Statuary Hall. But moving back wow. to, or coming now to Nebraska City after a change in the Nebraska statue.
1: I did not know it had been that long that it had been there. 80 years. either. I- huh that's uh that's interesting statuary hall by the way if you ever go to to uh washington dc on a trip that is uh one of the one of the very cool places i think to to visit there and Willa Cather there now right yes and and, uh chief standing yes yep so there you go all right well i'll see uh maybe i'll check out the new statue uh, at the time of year where I'm usually going to Nebraska City is when the apples are happening. Ooh, yeah. yeah that, September, October. Look at you. A little, little Lead Lodge action. A little, 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 little of those apple donuts that they got at that one place. Oh, apple those, Man, you, did,
3: you just got me excited for uh for fall. For, for fall. Oh yeah, you get into you get into the apple picking. You get into a little bit of uh some of the pumpkin places. Oh, my oh, goodness. That, yeah. one,
1: that one orchard, I don't know. I can't think of the name of it, but they, the donuts, that the, the apple donuts they've got there, and you get them and they're hot. It is, I'll say it, the best donut I've ever had in my life. Ooh. One of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. See you when it's crisp, Nebraska City. (laughs) 7.55, that's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stone Ridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN.
0: The Matt Rule era begins next week in Minnesota. Hear every game on 1499.3 KLIN. And
4: see a full schedule at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I start walking your way, you start walking mine me.
1: all right it's time to talk to tim rusa get his expertise opinions and thoughts about things going on in the world in nebraska news and politics good morning tim how you doing today
7: i'm doing well jack how are you
1: just just looking forward to the weather enjoying the weather you know just soaking yeah. it in yeah. having fun it was what was it like th- 3 4 weeks ago we were talking about the people sleeping on the uh, on the grass at the state capitol think we might maybe this is the week that we have the repeat of that i'm not sure
7: yeah i i take back every word i said about the you know train we were on in july of sub 100 degrees heat <laughs> and, <I, laughs> and how anomalous that was yeah <laughs> I spent a lot of time outdoors on Saturday and oh my good. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. I don't know. It's going to be I mean, It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse outside.
1: Hey, I'm going to be at a pink concert tonight in Omaha. And <laughs> by the outdoor outdoor concert. <laughs>
7: Oh, it's outdoors. Yeah, it's at Charles Schwab Field. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs>
1: it's not. That would be a that would be a different kind of feeling going into it. But no, but you know, oh, at, at least I'm not pink enough to be dangling up at the top of that place in the 110 degree heat. So that's good. Oh, geez, uh, that's gonna be tonight. Big news at the end of last week on the jail. Kind of for I mean I think a lot of people felt kind of out of out of nowhere that they didn't know that the train was this far down the tracks on this issue even if they had some sense that it was being worked on in the background, but it, it maybe it made me think Tim, should I have always realized, should we have always realized that this thing was going to end up in Lincoln? Like was that was that there obvious and and maybe I and others didn't see that along the process?
7: I think that's an interesting question to start with, because that's honestly, you know, you get the news on Friday, um, it starts to kind of circulate, have some conversations over the weekend and have some time to think about it. And that's honestly where my head's gone, Jack, which is like, look, you're going to replace a prison that is located in the city of Lincoln with another, you know, high level maximum security facility. And and they're going to decommission or take that one offline to a certain extent. I don't know if they'll use parts of it or what, but they're going to take that one offline. Why would you necessarily move it to, I mean, and I can tell you like in the legislative world, there's been lots of discussions about, well, do you go to Fremont? Do you go to Ashland? Do you go like somewhere that's close to Omaha, but not in the metro areas or the large um, population centers? And it's like, well, If you're taking one out of Lincoln, a county in Lancaster County with 300,000 plus residents or whatever, um, you got a ton of jobs of people that are already working there. Why would you move it like super far away or outside of the city? I think that's probably an interesting starting point. There's some, honestly, Jack. I don't like the decision. Let me be clear there. I I I don't like that. I don't like the place that it's located in. But I do think that it probably comes back to yeah. Got to have it within striking distance of the city of Lincoln, where you got hundreds of employees that work out at it at uh, the penitentiary already. There's right? better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd be silly to try to move all of those jobs to Ashland or Fremont or something. I mean, I, I would tell you this, Jack. I I think that it, it's surprising to me that it's not closer to the interstate or closer to access to the interstate. Um, that would be my biggest like it's pretty
0: close
7: i mean it's fairly close
1: to the interstate
7: i mean that's the thing too it is it just doesn't have access right now so i mean maybe Hmm. it gets us closer Hmm. to having how could we do that tim hmm (laughs) maybe that's the next step right maybe the administration really does have plans to pursue that the lincoln east beltway and is going to put well a bunch of money and time and effort into doing that too so that you can get folks who are commuting from Omaha or, you know, other population centers for a job. Because what what we have learned in the correction system is when you locate in a place like Tecumseh, people don't necessarily go to live where they work right. at, at, a, at a corrections facility. Yes. Right? They, Tecumseh has not had the booming population growth that they may have envisioned when they chose that as a location Right. Um, when you're adding jobs. And so you got to go to a population center, Lincoln and Omaha are the place. How do you find the right location, the right land that does, you know, as little disruption? It makes a lot of sense. I think those are the two questions that were that I'm left wondering: is like really, um, but but maybe that's just what happens
1: too. I don't know. The uh, yeah, they were always going to go with the anti tecumseh right? I mean, the, the whatever whatever that meant exactly. A lot of the discussion since has been, hey, among whether it be officials at other level of government, whether it be you know. Business people, residents in that area, whether it be the city itself, has been, hey, we didn't have any, there was no discussion about this. We didn't have, you know, we were, our, our opinions weren't sought. These sorts of things weren't happening. It was kind of sprung on us. What is the, what's the dynamic? I mean, I'm assuming the state doesn't have to hold town halls, right, or, or anything like that. They didn't. Um, how much could that uh, i guess my question is 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 like what is the argument that that should have been done and and could it have done anything and is there a reason that the state doesn't do that
7: i don't (laughs) i don't know what well if you want me to be a candid jack i don't know what good that does right
1: yeah i get it to
7: a to a certain extent you have a town hall and you know who shows up are the people around that area that don't like it and i Again, I get it. I, I absolutely do. I which you I, and I would too if we lived there. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is it comes down to, and this is you know the reality of politics too, but a political calculation that's made about the type of blowback you're going to get when you select the site and the location, versus how much sense it makes to put it there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, without knowing kind of what what was vetted behind the scenes, what other options there were, what other locations or ground they're looking at. Um, and then also too, you know, I assume they have a consultant and like, there's a lot of talk about retaining that workforce and making the, the folks who are currently working at the state pen here in Lincoln, making it easier on them to transition to the new facility without large attrition or turnover in those positions. And I, you gotta just trust that they've jumped through those hoops and run those numbers. And it makes sense to keep it in Lincoln. And then the next question, Jack. I mean, they paid 17 million, I think it is, off the top of my head, or something like that, for an option to purchase the ground. They haven't even paid for the ground yet. You got to find the right facility, the right location with the right, you know, drainage space that's also available.
3: Right. <laughs> There's
7: a whole bunch of stuff that goes through that um, in terms of where you can and can't put things. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that, granted, the penitentiary here in Lincoln has been where it's at. For what, 100-some years now, um, and it's kind of developed and grown over the years. Lincoln then kind of grew out to where it is. And it's any time you're putting a place near an urban area, it's going to grow out there. That's where I come back to, I think, the real questions revolve around, what's the pr- what's the trajectory of growth from from the city of Lincoln? What type of growth was going to be out there or otherwise would be out there, sort of as we've seen Northeast Lincoln develop. I mean, Jack, even in the, the last, you know, eight, nine years since I've been here, there are, there are whole neighborhoods out there in that area <laughs> didn't even come close to existing. It's crazy. And has worked really hard to be able to grow to the east, has invested in infrastructure and those sort of things, um, which is probably also why it makes that location attractive. But it just yeah. kind of cuts against sort of how the city has naturally grown over the last 10 or 15, 20 years. Um, and is that the right choice? I I don't know. Yeah. As I'm as I'm throwing, standing outside throwing rocks. The one thing I wonder is like why it's not on the north side of the interstate. So we're right. in a little bit more of a rural area. Um, I always assume industrial area like yep. that. Fifty sixth Street or Highway seventy seven and I eighty area like those are more industrial areas where there's not a ton of people, residences, um, and that sort of stuff. But right, but I don't know. I have no idea what the consultants looked at, and you also, like I said, you don't know what's available to even buy
1: out there. Right. That right. That, I, to your point, I all when to the degree I expected Lincoln to potentially be the home of the prison. If it was, that's a hundred percent the area I was imagining. Right, and I don't. And again, like you're saying, I don't know what's available there. I don't know, you know, what the floodplain situation out is in a lot of those places. But that's completely where I expected it to be. Is north of the interstate, yeah. north of the interstate. Well, that's,
7: and, and oh, and go yeah,
1: ahead.
7: Probably you mentioned the floodplain, but that's probably what like. There's a ton of businesses out there on that area that have had flooding issues and water issues. Um, you go you go north of the interstate there, and it's the dump, right? Bluff Road landfill is right out there. Um, there's also another development I don't know what it is for sure that's going in there. Uh, maybe a data center actually I think was reported a few years ago. Um, if that ever happens, so you just you just don't know whether to go north of the interstate or not. And at the end of the day, Jack, you got to find a piece of ground. Uh, yeah, 300 acres is. Not a cheap expense. <laughs> you got to find something that somebody is willing to buy that can locate.
1: But I'll free. tell you what I get. I I get it that people in the even the people who are planning for the city, right? You you said it exactly right. That area in northeast Lincoln, you know, east of eighty fourth Street. All of a sudden, that thing was a huge huge area of residential. I didn't even realize it how quickly that thing had expanded, well, makes, and and that it was makes the
7: sense that it would be. Yeah. It's the closest exit to – it's the closest way to get to Omaha. It's the closest way to get out. I mean, I I live in southeast Lincoln, Jack. It takes me just as long to get to the interstate over in east-southeast Lincoln as it does to get from the interstate to Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's why people have slowly navigated toward that northeast part of the city.
1: Right. Th- that That's the hard part about it. It seems to me, and it sounds like it seems to you and I think probably some others um, – you know, in addition to the present impacts on people who are already in the area, but it seems to me that that is the next one of the next main places for expansion, residential expansion in the city and a city that needs more housing areas. Um and that this really this really impacts a, a huge chunk of that to have that there. Yeah. So, it, but that's what that's what you know. Margaret Rice's story said, "Look, the the planning department said this was labeled urban residential area, so there's no infrastructure out there yet. But planners thought it would be one of the next growth areas. Get that uh, developed in the next twenty years. Um, I think yeah. that it might have been sooner than that. I'm not sure how how long it would have taken. Probably would have been getting that infrastructure out there." So that's no, no that's why I react going, how I
7: do. No matter where it was going, whether it was close to Lincoln or whether it was between Omaha and Lincoln, it was going to go somewhere where you could draw folks from Lincoln and then can't, and then employees from Omaha. You have to get employees from Omaha. You got to be able to fill positions. Yeah. Like, I mean, some of the the way that the correction system is operated at employee deficits, uh, the work that they've had to do, and good work. I mean, they're giving bonuses. They're trying to keep people working out there. Um, keep them working and keep them safe. Like, I mean, I think that second part is probably just as important, but you've got to have it in a place that's attainable. Those would be my questions that are outstanding about this location. And I don't know that the press conference or parts of it that I watched and what I've read since Friday have really answered that question, which is how are you going to get people from the interstate to 112? Are they like, that's going to change the way traffic works and that sort of stuff in that area. And maybe by the time they get this thing, you know, ground broke, construction started up and running. I don't know what the timeline even is, but five years or, or whatever. Um, maybe there'll be some large in- infrastructure investments. Heck, maybe we'll have a few miles of the South Beltway paved and ready to go by then. East so, Beltway, yeah. East Beltway, yeah. there you go. Um, hey, I bro. mean, I, if, if there's one thing that I'm looking forward to, it would, that would be a huge, maybe a huge trade-off for the community. Like, yeah, it's not ideal. It's not over one, but you get that East Beltway in. We finally have sort of the loop or the, the most of a loop freeway around Lincoln. And then you have some real potential for growth, expansion and um, workforce development and those sorts of things by connecting our our community That's true. A little better.
1: I agree. I completely agree. Look, if, it's, if this happens and the state has any say or ability to make that thing go faster, they should. Now, I I, I really hope they do. <laughs> the other thing I thought of, though. Who in Lincoln most benefits from the East Beltway? It's people in South Lincoln, right? Those yeah, those are the yeah. people. And, people like me. and North so
8: Lincoln Yeah,
1: and North Lincoln is like great. <laughs> thanks a lot, right? You guys got your beltway, we got our prison at this point and everybody except and we still don't have a movie theater up here. Right? I mean, it's Yeah. It, 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 I I sympathize. I sympathize in that situation with the people there. But again, I don't know state can do it? The state's doing it. The state can do it the way that they did do it, and so I'm not sure that there's really a there's really a good answer the only The only thing I wonder, Tim is apparently the state approached the city trying to buy a piece of land. We don't know where that piece of land was. You know you and I have been speculating on where some of the other ones was. The city said no, I think in part because they wanted to try and head off the prison, even being in Lincoln. I wonder if they wish they had reconsidered that now at this point now that they know where they are looking at That's the one thing right. I wonder. So
7: it's hard. It's hard to know where that might be owned by the city.
1: Speculation, yeah, very, very, very much speculation.
7: And maybe, maybe they'll come back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll all sit down and, and and hey, guys, great idea. We'll g- how about this?
1: <laughs> right? Are <laughs> enough people go. at the county, the city, the re- the neighborhood, and state representatives of the area? Could they make that happen? I doubt it, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
7: Yeah, I mean that that'll be the next battle too, which is like the legislature's already done, I think, two rounds of approving sort of this process, this funding. The question will be how unhappy or yeah. or not unhappy or how invested are Lincoln senators um to try to do something different and it's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, but I imagine yeah. that there's going to be more moving parts um, and more discussion about this over the coming months that's and the, into next session.
1: That's the other thing is you know better than I do this the issue of this whole issue with corrections and and building a new prison prison has been just discussed ad nauseum in the legislative branch, and then this comes from the executive branch, right? <laughs> Which it, not even in in consultation with necessarily all those discussions. I I assume there were some conversations being had, but. Um, this was not a legislative I mean, I deal. Yeah,
7: definitely not. I mean, definitely not a surprise to senators. I mean, Senator Clements, is in his district, I think, or um, where he's located. And he's. I think he's been probably, you know, briefed and told he, he chairs the Appropriations Committee. I think that there's a number of senators probably that were told about the decision either right before or right around. Who knows? I don't know for sure. Um, but I think that this administration has done a pretty good job of communicating. I don't think that they are probably throwing things around or throwing weight around like that. But, you know, you you also you got to make, you have to do this, right? You have to make the decision if you're, once the decisions have been made, and like I said, the legislature has approved it, I think, in two rounds now of vote. Um, it might have been the last three years, even, that it's been being discussed. But you have to continue the process moving forward. I don't think anybody's, like, necessarily going to fault the administration for poor right. um, pulling the trigger Acting and making uh, yeah. the decision. I, I think agree. think it's just... It's ultimately like I don't think anybody had really contemplated. Like I think <laughs> everybody in our world was talking Omaha interstate rural Vermont, areas yeah. like middle yeah Ashland Vermont, middle yep. of somewhere, um, and that's not what. And you then need, boom. So.
0: yep.
1: All right, good conversation, Tim. I appreciate your insight. We'll uh, talk again next week. All right, have a good week. Take care. Stay eight, twenty seven on KLIN.
0: Stay informed and stay engaged. They keep me up to date. KLIN Lincoln. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, 836 LNK Today
1: with Jack and Friends on KLIN, 77 degrees in the capital city on our way to a high of a million today. Uh, It's time to talk fall sports, including football, with uh, Mike Schaefer from Husker 24-7. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today?
8: Pretty good. I uh, I thought I'd be smart. The last couple of days, I've been getting slider for his daily walk out, like right away in the morning. Yep. Uh, try to you know try to to, to avoid the heat. I actually inadvertently sort of almost ran into a five k that was being run at Home Plate <laughs> on Saturday, and so that was you know narrowly escaped disaster there. But uh, today, today when walking over by Clefcorn Elementary, I. I live like near the school, but I never really pay attention to the scene at at pickup and drop off. And it's, it's pretty wild. And of course I'm right there in the middle of it because I, uh, I nearly get hit by a car that wants to peel out of the half circle and me and my gold retriever just standing in the middle of the intersection trying to walk through. Uh, so, you know, it was, was, uh, interesting to, to get, you know. eyes on the absurdity that is pick up and drop off
1: yeah if you do ever get uh, a point in your life you're doing pick up and drop off i pray for you i made it through i made it through 12 years of that and lived um through elementary school pick up simultaneously and i uh and look still around to this day but not everyone is here at this point Uh, i i wanted to ask you it's um it's it feels like it's sort of as as much as i've uh, complained about the weather going forward and everything else. It does feel like it sort of sets us up to okay, this is finally the end, right? This is finally the this is <laughs> wait, finally what end are we talking the about? The end here? of the wait. Like this week gets over, we're we're all hot. It's it's bad, and then the weekend comes. There are volleyball games being played that count. You're in game week for Nebraska football. The highs are in the ninety, the low nineties instead of the mid one hundreds. I don't know, it just feels It feels like it just sort of sets up nicely, uh, yeah. poetically in some ways.
8: You know, prior to when Nebraska stopped playing home games as openers, it always did feel like that first opening game was going to be 105, and they'd have the PA guy basically instructing people to, to drink water or to find shade as necessary and, and whatever else. So I, I think the weather is, is starting to, to line up with that. Yeah, yes. I mean, we're... You know last week I was lamenting we were still more than two weeks away and now we're just uh, a week and a half and it does feel like a giant difference so yes. we're we're closing in oh on on a world of football and i I've, I've officially joined you on team this baseball season can go to hell because <laughs> between between Cleveland just completely falling apart I think they scored on average like two point two runs a game in the the month of of August and then my fantasy team falling apart for the Sad. first time in years. I've got nothing here. It's a weird I like I need football. You're- I am in full Jack Mitchell territory. Get me football. That's good. This I'm- is
3: where I like we're all here. I got
1: the Cardinals yeah, We're doing... all right. <laughs> well, here I am looking for things to watch. I'm like listing out the schedule for FIBA games in case I can see Jordy Tominaga somehow make some threes. Good uh, for Japan. T- t- Casey Tominaga, not Jordy Tomanaga. Jordy Shimanga, who's not playing in it. Uh, Casey <laughs> Tominaga. Yeah, good for Weird Japan. One. Exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, do you believe? Okay, so that Gabe Irvin apparently is starting running back. But here's my question for you. Do you believe that a a Nebraska running attack, and I get it, it's different coaches than have been there for a while, but do you believe Nebraska is actually going to have, like, whatever the definition of a bell cow back is this year, i.e. getting, I don't know what, 75% of the carries or some number that that sets you aside as that kind of a back? Is is that possible this year?
8: I don't think so. (laughs) You know, this last week was the perfect encapsulation of how a coaching change and everything affects the way that you think about things but so i had heard pretty much since mid-summer that anthony grant had worked his way back into the good graces of this staff after being suspended for like the first two practices and had really kind of come on strong at the end of spring and they were happy with how he was attacking things this summer and he had a good summer and matt rule actually spoke about that last week and so it's all kind of just building in this direction and I'm like, okay, so we've been hearing a lot about Gabe Irvin, but this is going to happen where Anthony Grant's going to take over and become the feature back, as we sort of expect. And then Saturday, we find out about the fumble. And so, you know, during the middle of last week, I finally put out there, I finally was like, yeah, I've kind of been hearing Anthony Grant's doing well. Wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being the starting running back. Might kind of, you know, if he takes the job and runs with it, could alleviate uh, some of the committee talk. And of course, as soon as you sign your name to, to this sort of, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say minimally uh, resourced prediction because I talked to several different people on this, but the fumble must be pretty bad for Anthony Grant right now because that was a tonal change from where where things kind of seemed like it was uh, the middle of last week. But the, all of this to say, I think the running back picture is going to be really muddled. Yeah, I don't think there's a one guy there. I am continually just like, Shocked at how Rule talks about that position group with such affinity versus how I internally feel having watched most of these players over the last two seasons, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't. So it 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 more than the offensive line, it more than you know the the mass unit of wide receivers, it more than the three three five defense. I am most curious to get my eyes on this running game because the way that Rule talks about it, and I don't really feel like he's a we're just going to blow smoke, you know, to make people feel good. Like, I don't think he's that kind of guy. And so they, they must've found something or have something that they feel good about. And I want to see it because I don't believe it. And so that has really become this thing for me that when they play next Thursday, um, Good to say that. When they play next Thursday, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to get my eyes on this this running back room because I don't get it. Like I like Ramir Johnson probably the most out of those three. Me too. But I'm still baffled as to what happened last year. Yeah. And you know, I have a lot of questions about Gabe Irvin because in his short time that we saw him in twenty twenty one, I didn't see much burst and I didn't see much patience. But he must have been a better practice player than he was on the field you know, in that short time. So it's just this weird deal where I am very, very curious about this running back room. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I had a hand, or I thought I had kind of, you know, figured it out only to to learn that Anthony Grant has moved to the clear number three. Right yeah. Now.
1: And, and for what, I, and I'm with you. Cause like for whatever reason, and it's not really based on knowledge of rule, it's just sort of feeling and experience in the past. It's like, even even on Thursday night, on a week from Thursday night, if you've got a couple of series that don't go well with Grant, or excuse me, that don't go well with Irvin, it would not shock me in the least. In fact, I would expect to see Grant in there, right? Yeah, and and I agree. To, to get a shot you know, out of... I don't know if that'll be the case or not. That's just how I assume things are going to go now. And that's kind of how they go, it feels like, in all of football now. Just because running back is such a... it's It's so different in terms of how much you rely on a, a single guy and how much rarely... That you do it, yeah. but it, it, you're right. It's a really interesting position because you've got Grant, who had highs and lows last year, and so you don't know which one it really is. You've got Irvin, who you just haven't seen much of. Um, you, you, you've seen more pictures of just how bulked up he is than you've seen highlights of his, right? And then, and then Ramirez, you had looked like one of the best players on the field against Michigan two years ago. Yeah. And then you haven't seen it. It's still weird.
8: I can't get that out of my mind. Like the game against one of the best teams in the country in 2021. Right. You could argue Nebraska's best player on offense. Wasn't Adrian Martinez. It was Ramirez Johnson. And if people don't believe it, go look at his numbers. Go look at the highlights. Dude, yeah. If they used him in a way that people have been screaming for. And then they never really did that again. Yeah. Which Perfectly encapsulates the Scott Frost experience. <laughs> What are you
1: laughing at over there, Caleb?
8: Uh, <laughs> just because literally, it, it, it's not
3: just Ramirez Johnson. It would be several players. Like you, you would even see they'd throw it to, to Austin Allen a couple of times. You're like, yes, more of that. Then it's like, wait a minute, let's not target him. Maybe once over the next three games. Yeah, like it was. It was so many players that just would look good, and then they would disappear. And Ramirez Johnson is probably the epitome of that over the Frost era. Yeah.
8: It's just... I, I know I've told this before, but one of my favorite all-time post-game quotes of the Frost era, Austin Allen makes this like spectacular catch in the end zone uh, against Minnesota in yeah. 2021. Yep. Basically brings him within a touchdown to keep that narrative alive so Nebraska could have the best you know, nine-loss season of all time, whatever. And so I, you know, I'm talking to him in the hallway, in this tiny hallway, the Austin Powers hallway of, uh, of Minnesota <laughs> stadium. And I'm like, so he hadn't had a target in the, like in the end zone, pretty much all season. And I was like, so I don't even remember how I asked the question. And he basically just sort of gave me a look and he's like, that's been there all season. It's been there. It's been available, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. just like, uh, you can just tell. Like I was like, yeah, this guy is not coming back for a super senior season. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was the same game. I realized it too. How good he was, and how much better it could be for him. <laughs> that yeah. is the exact moment. I remember driving home. I actually, weirdly enough, I actually remember driving home. Uh, from that game i was in minneapolis for that game and, and listened to one of the post-game radio shows here and they, and i can't even remember who said it, but they're like that was this is going to be his last year <laughs> so it had, the, had the exact same i think it was gary sharp that said it said the exact same thing he was like yeah that was it for him um yeah what do you think maybe i don't know like is there a potential there's going to be like some position fluidity do you think On this offense, because I, you know, I heard when he was talking, when Rule was talking at the beginning of last week about. Um, the, the tight ends, he was talking about Fedoni and was like, Oh, well, he, you know, our tight ends are going to be used on the line. They can be lined up in the backfield. They can be lined up as, as wingbacks. Uh, I don't think that's what he said. He probably used a slot. He probably said slot. Nobody says wingback anymore. What is this, <laughs>
3: 1978? Oh, did you mean flanker? Flanker, <laughs>
1: yeah. Flanker, flanker, monster back. As a matter uh,
3: of fact, when they get on the line, they're going to stand straight up like they're
1: Iowa. Sorry. I, I, nobody says wingback anymore. I get it. <laughs> My bad.
8: When's the, when's the last time you guys said I back?
1: I back. I still, I think I still kind of do. I don't... Uh, you want an I-test eye I-back, eye don't you? <laughs> I-test I... I do say I-back. <laughs> I say I-back 100%. I still do. But is there... And then you think about like these fullbacks. Are these fullbacks fullbacks? Or are they H-backs? Or are they tight ends? What... And Ramir Johnson, what is he... I have all kinds of questions. I wonder if we're going to have some real position fluidity on this offense. Mike, your thoughts?
8: <laughs> I, uh... Well, I agree we're, with a lot of your thoughts there. I definitely think you're gonna have fluidity. And that's sort of what Marcus Satterfield has kind of said every time he's been asked about it. It's you know, he's he's gonna be the coach that doesn't really provide a lot of answers I'm I'm very curious to see what he's like in season relative to out of season. But he is just given, you know, a lot of coach speak and then at the very end he'll always apologize because he knows that he's giving coach speak. <laughs> but he's said multiple times that, you know, they could bring out a formation in which you have Nate Borkercher and Thomas Spedoni, and they could start lined up, you know, either on the same side or uh, on opposite sides, lined up as inline tight ends, and then someone could split out. You don't know which of the two because they can literally do the same thing. And so I, I think they like that kind of element. They like that Jairon Bonner could start as a fullback, motion him out, and then he could end up as a as sort of what they call a wide receiver, which is kind of a split out tight end. Um, you know, in that HVAC role, like they they value that versatility. Yeah, I I enjoy the idea. Since he's really kind of come on late as sort of a hot ball camp name, I like the idea of Ramir Johnson and Emmett Johnson having like one digit off of their numbers and largely looking like the same player, <laughs> and then you could just. You know, put them on the field at the same time, and you don't know whether R Johnson or E Johnson's in the backfield or playing slot or what. Right. (laughs) There's there's uh, there's some interesting opportunities here that they could they could make things work. So a lot of that's going to be dependent on can they can they churn can they you know move the ball can they keep drives alive. I mean, I I think they're willing to open things up if they're able to to show that they can do the the fundamental stuff. But a lot of the early season's just going to be you know getting lined up and, and running what you're trying to set up before it gets too crazy, I expect. Right. But if they have to, like, you know, if, if all of a sudden it's pretty evident that you're not just going to be able to line up and run it, teams, then they're going to have to get unique. And I I don't think they're going to struggle to do that. And Marcus Satterfield did it for South Carolina late in the season. They made some changes, and that sort of unlocked, or unlocked Spencer Rattler, and we saw what the Gamecocks were able to do. And they put up, like, 60
1: points on Tennessee.
3: Yeah. Uh,
8: yeah. <laughs>
3: Hey, if so much of the offense is positionless, Mike, who takes over the Chancellor Brewington role of just taking someone's head off? <laughs> and when he's on the field and everyone in the press box goes, miss Oh, him. no. Oh, no. Oh, right.
8: Yeah. Well, it, you know, your team isn't very good that you cover when you can see people inching forward in their seats. <laughs> when the third string tight end is coming in and going in motion, <laughs> they're just like excited to watch him rock somebody because that's where the season's at. But I don't know that there's a, I don't know that there's a guy that I necessarily expect in particular in that role. I think Jannhyron Bonner, who after the spring game basically said he really enjoyed playing wide receiver in high school because he could block and you could pick some guys off that way. I think he has kind of that mentality and he's got a similar sort of frame. Where you could see if he spent, you know, a year and a half just trying to put weight and mass on the guy, he could look like a smaller tight end, but he's got that wide receiver sort of slender build. Uh, I think Janira Bonner could be in that role. Um, And he's, he really relishes the opportunity to hit people, so I, you know it's kind of fascinating that he's playing wide receiver and then he ends up in this H <laughs> back thing. and he's He's like all jacked about it, right?
1: Know? This is this is exactly why I bring up position fluidity. Is this guy was talked about in the spring? This is your new fullback, right? Ooh, you know, excited about the fullback. And then I watch one of these highlight videos and he's catching across the middle on a seam route, and I'm like, what? Yep. I don't remember the Makovic is doing that a whole lot at the fullback <laughs> position. <laughs>
8: You don't remember the great Orange Bowl where Corey Schlesinger ran
1: the wheel route, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I just I don't I don't remember Tom Rathman on fly routes ever. So it was uh, it was a little surprising to me, and it it is weird. You know what's weird though, Mike? I, can I say this? The lack of conversation about the fullback position, as 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 fullback thirsty as this state is. <laughs> Th- there has been way less fullback talk than I thought there was going to be in this. That,
5: sounds
8: like, a, that sounds like a terrible Nebraska-based band, fullback thirst trap.
1: <laughs> like, seriously, oh. what is is the media even doing its job on fullback questions? That's a legit issue, I think, about this media core.
8: Right now, and Caleb's going to help me here, I'm the one who's not doing my job because I've spoken around it. Now I finally have to admit, I cannot remember the name of the kid that transferred from Notre Dame that's going to be Scut kid? Of more of your... Yeah, sort yeah. of your more traditional fullback. I I don't have that name. I apologize. I I can probably name, you know, 90% of the newcomers, but that one I just cannot find.
1: Well, it, so I'm doing it off the top of my head. It's Barrett Leibrandt. Leibrandt? Liebentr- yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay. Or Mike German Trout? What? Oh, yeah. Leibrandt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, where's the all the talk on him? Mike doesn't even know his name. He should be he should be the front and center feature of this entire. The fullback's back, guys. Why are we not <laughs> parading down the streets with pictures of Barrett Leibentritt from Scut via North Notre Dame? I mean, geez.
8: Matt Matt Rule shows up and he's like, you know, we don't need a senior poster this year. What we're going to do is we're going to have our fullback. Standing, and then we're going to ghost out all of the great pullbacks in the past standing behind them. Yes, that sounds folded. sweet.
0: I would buy that.
8: I and would be that. You know, it has like a catchy tagline that says the past is your future again. Right. Like You know, that's just this just seems like something someone needs to do. Right, call up Brian
1: Schuster and Omar Soto and see what they're doing, if they're available. You see if Brian Carpenter can come up for a photo shoot. That'd be great. We, what we
3: don't need is Liebentrick coming up there with all of the ghosts saying, wake the echoes. And they're I, like, all right, hey, you need I don't to know. leave some of that behind.
1: I've had fantasies about Nebraska bringing the fullback uh, uh, back, and it just it didn't look like this at all. It looked it was a lot more exciting and a lot more talked about during my fantasies. So Yeah,
8: well, I mean, we'll, we actually have to see what happens in the actual game. I don't I don't know that this is going to be like a particularly big role I don't oh, know
1: that it's gonna be this. oh this is just this is just marketing is what
3: you're Well, telling I mean me. we thought the fullback was back against Ohio State for that first drive remember oh, hey, this that is looked full-
8: pretty good when Diedrich Mills <laughs> was lined up in that uh, in that position if this and they is spent pl- all week working on that that uh, formation they have a ton of success and it ends in an interception, and then they never use this. It better
1: not just be fullback <laughs> forward marketing, where I think where I think I'm getting something, and I'm not. Okay, look, my culture is not your football marketing scheme.
8: Man, uh, fullback marketing is a great name of a marketing company, too. <laughs> You can really just build Nebraska Bay businesses just using fullbacks. And it would work really well. Hey,
1: everybody, we're going to have a fullback. Look at this guy we brought in from Omaha's gut. Yeah, he never played. Who is he? Is he even real? Is that an AI thing? What's going on here?
8: With this, this is a big deep fake.
1: <laughs> yes, they AI
3: created a, a college fullback by saying he went to Scut and then Notre Dame. Like, yeah, that, that right. sounds great to me. That sounds exactly.
1: Oh, I would have preferred. The only thing I would have preferred is he played six man football. But other than that, money. Right. Well, can
3: you pronounce his last name? No, nope. not really. Check. That sounds like it's good.
1: Check. <laughs> Huge neck. Check. <laughs> Huge neck. Oh my. God. Uh. All right, Mike, I'm looking forward to having you back in studio for the tailgate. I think we're starting to get in our rhythm again.
8: Yeah, we need to, uh, I need to figure out what the schedule's going to be or if I should call in. Like, are you guys going to do a show on the day of of Thursday? Yeah, we'll. The 31st?
1: Yeah, we are. We are. We'll figure, we'll get you a a part of it. We'll make you wake up and and do something that morning. Definitely.
8: We'll we'll make it happen.
1: Good. All right. Great to talk to you, Mike. Appreciate your insight. We will chat again uh, next week. All right. Game week, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. Sounds great. See you. There you go. Mike Schaefer, Husker, 24-7, 856 fullback marketing. Keep your eye out for it. This is LNK
0: Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're, you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 81 degrees in the capital city. Stay cool today.
1: High 102, you know that by now. Today's going to be the most humid of the next... For according to the forecast. So even though the temperature will probably be higher Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I mean, a little, little good news on this. Perhaps, perhaps this is the most uncomfortable of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before we drop down into the low nineties. And by the way, look at Sunday right now, seventy-seven degrees for your high on Sunday. Let's get there, ladies and gentlemen. We can do it together. All right, tomorrow on the show, Joe Jordan News Channel Nebraska. I'm sure we'll have more talk on the. Uh, On the prison here coming to Lincoln, along with other things going on, Nebraska news and politics as well. So we will see you tomorrow. Flatwater Free Press joins Dan Parsons tonight. It is 9 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.